But there's always this looming fear of success. Like, what if someone says, yes, I want to buy a house or someone wants to list a house and I don't know what those next steps look like. And a lot of agents pump the brakes. And I really want to instill in everyone that it's important to get started immediately making those contacts. Matt Rossiti is our guest today, and he shared that the fear of success is one of the greatest inhibitors to agents taking action. Is this you? Are you afraid that if you actually do the work, someone's going to want you to go through with it, and you're not sure what that looks like, and we talk about the importance of taking action? Welcome back to the Coaching Advantage Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Bosley, and for the next 30 minutes, we're chatting with Matt Rossiti, a regional and national Ignite instructor, which is a foundational training for agents to get up to 16 transactions in their first 12 months. Are you an agent who's got a failure to launch? Are you afraid to take action, have a meeting, throw a seminar? have a conversation, do a luxury listing, talk with your friends and family about how you can be an advocate and an expert in their trusted real estate advisor. If this is you, then buckle up, take some notes. We're going to take you through a 30-minute journey of what he's seen and what he's discovered through teaching and coaching agents how to kick off and launch the real estate business. Take some notes, take some action. If you like what you heard, go ahead and like, subscribe, comment to this medium, and tell us what you've gained from it and how you're going to take action. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Rick Bosley. Enjoy the show. First of all, thank you so much for letting me be a small part of your morning and a part of your meeting this morning. Um, I've been in real estate for about 15 years. I was slow to come to Keller Williams. I joined Keller Williams in 2014, um, and I was part of um, the Jackie Ellis real estate team. Some of, some of you probably know that name. Uh, we were the top real estate team in the state, uh, number five in the country, and we maintained that status for a couple years. I transitioned into becoming a productivity coach across a couple different market centers. And then um, when COVID hit, I uh, shifted gears and I realized there was a big need for training, uh, namely training remotely. Um, initially, we had about six or eight market centers that jumped on board immediately. And now we're um, approaching the, the 30 mark. Uh, we should be around 40 market centers by the end of the year. Uh, so as Rick said, I've cycled a bunch of agents through Ignite at this point, uh, maybe more than more agents than anybody has. And what, one of the biggest misconceptions is exactly what Rick just said, that it's just a check in the box. This has to be something that they're committed to coming back to, that agents are committed to coming back to more than once. Um, some of you have probably heard the saying, no one crosses the same river twice because the river's never the same and neither is the person. So as we change and we get more experience under our belt, you have to come back to some of this rudimentary training because it's going to be a completely different experience. Um, every single month, oh, the, the second biggest misconception is that it's just for new agents. Every month we've had an agent 15, 20, 25 years in the business and they've come to me at the end and said, Matt, at the very least, this has reset me. This has helped me shed some of my bad habits that I've created for myself along the way. It's helped me create a, a stronger foundation the second time around, and it's going to help me break through that next ceiling that I've kind of been struggling with. Um, as far as individual agents, the, the paradigm that I kind of see is that there's, there's three different buckets that agents end up falling into. The first bucket is I'm completely overwhelmed. There's too much material. It, it's complete abundance and it's like sipping from a fire hose. I don't even know where to start. And then the other end of that spectrum is 
I've been to Ignite. I've been to Bold. I've met with every coach. Uh, I've been to every training inside and outside of my market center, and I still don't have enough information to get started. I don't feel validated yet. So I see that those two agents, those two types of agents flounder. The agent that come, that goes down the middle of the field and says, here's the two, three, or four things that I really need from Ignite, and they take those things and they embrace them and they become the very best at those activities, those are the agents who honestly succeed. They put the, the blinders on. They just practice those skills that they have to um, really get great at to succeed in this business, and they, the rest is just noise to them. Let's unpack this real fast because I want to make sure that this next 30 minutes isn't an Ignite commercial, although you are Ignite representation, sure. but more of what is the meat that's delivered in Ignite. So as you were saying three buckets, I was prepared for the three styles of learners, uh, which is the vacationer, the prisoner, and the explorer. And I want you guys listening to write this down. As you go to any class or any event, you are showing up as one of three people. You're showing up as a vacationer and a vacationer is uh, a little bit of what you said was bucket number two, Matt, of going, just give me more education. And you're just there because you feel productive, you feel accomplished, yet you always, you fail to do any action. You're just there as kind of as a good time and you enjoy a good class. Uh, the prisoner shows up almost like we do our CE credits that you wouldn't be there if it wasn't required. Someone's making you go and you kind of go there, but you're always distracted. You're on Zoom, but you're constantly doing other things. You're on mute. And um, you're there because you have to be. And the explorer is that third person of you're showing up truly to change your habits and change your behaviors and to grow from it. So, so Matt, as you sit here and it's day one and you had 130 people in the class, if you could go, you know, take your, your star people, what, what makes someone who really thrives in those 30 days, what have, what have they accomplished? Let's, let's talk about some of your all-star lineup or your, your Hall of Famers here. What's some of your best results you've seen through Ignite? So they have to get into the activities immediately. And I know that when you first enter into Ignite or first enter into a new in endeavor, there's two types of fear. There's fear of failure, which we hope to get over fairly quickly, like within the first couple of days of Ignite. But there's always this looming fear of success. Like what if someone says, yes, I want to buy a house or someone wants to list a house and I don't know what those next steps look like. And a lot of agents pump the brakes. And I really want to instill in everyone that it's important to get started immediately making those contacts. If a deal falls in your lap on day one, two or three, that's a great thing to happen. And there's going to be someone in your market center, someone who's dedicated to your success, who's going to keep you one or two steps ahead of that transaction. You're never going to look like a fool by saying, let me get you the correct answer and get back to you. So I think the agents who don't stumble over that piece and really just get into the, the missions quickly, don't just become a professional student. Those are the agents who succeed. And the ones who are committed to digging into their database day one, calling the people that know them, like them, and trust them, some of them leave Ignite with a closing under their belt. Uh, they are leaving with listings and you know buyer contracts, certainly, but the ones that get started day one, there's a chance that in that 30 days, they're already closing business. All right, so get into action, follow the missions. It, Ignite is written with, it's almost two different curriculums there because one is education. And, and many of the people going through Ignite, you guys didn't know what you didn't know. You went through it. Maybe you need to go back there and do it again because maybe when you took it three months ago or six months ago or last year, you were overwhelmed. 
you were in a new industry and a new career with new people around you and learning new things, man, we just threw the book at you. And by the way, read the book, go to this team meeting, do everything else. And at the end of the day, you felt like you were just surviving with all the content overload that you failed to take action because you were still processing. Uh, Matt, what do you say to those people that as they went through, it was almost like a blur that, yes, I went through Ignite, I showed up, I feel like I learned a lot, but I couldn't go teach it myself now. Tell me about some successes you've had with people who have repeated it in a different, more clear and calm state of mind. Yeah, and I want to say to anyone who felt that way that it's perfectly normal. If you came through Ignite and you said, I got all of this, I know how to sell real estate now, I don't ever have to come back to a class, you would either be lying or some type of like real estate savant or something. So um, if you felt overwhelmed the first time around, perfectly normal. The agents who come back, as Rick said, come back with a completely different mindset. Maybe they've now gone through a couple transactions and you're really able to connect the dots because that first time around, let's face it, some of those concepts are really abstract because you've never actually gotten into those activities. But then once you've done a deal or two, you've had a negotiation, you filled out a contract, you're able to connect the dots between your real world experience and what's going on in the classroom. So um, that first time, it's almost like it is a blur. It's like watching a movie and the first time you never get everything from a movie, uh, the, the second and third time around is where you pick up on little parts of that movie that you didn't see the first time. It's like watching a foreign film, not even yeah. a movie. It's like watching a movie with subtitles that sure. you're going, what, what is happening here? Or a documentary that might not have the cool you know, LA effects and explosions. You've really got to stay focused with it. The next sure. thing you mentioned was missions. And I think this has been missing with a lot of people, depending when you guys took Ignite. Admissions have been part of the curriculum, yet not always has it been held to a standard or accountability. So um, just curious, put a survey out there. If you don't know what I'm talking about, missions, I, I'm curious how many people said, yes, I nailed every mission versus not. To me, a missions is almost us taking from lab to lecture or lecture to lab, right? We sit yes. in the classroom, we listen to it. Mission is let's go apply it. And uh, talk to me about some of the missions and what people will receive or experience if they go through and execute these missions at a high level. Yes. So missions are essentially the on-the-job training, but it's a roadmap of that on-the-job training. We don't want them to leave Ignite and wonder, what do we do now? So we've really bullet-pointed all of those activities. Of course, they always encompass the daily 10-4 activities, but some of the other activities that are in there are the working on the business activities. Um, we know that everybody shies away from the working in the business, the daily 10-4, making the contacts, and they would prefer to uh, work on the business. So we've kind of broken those things out to make sure that they all get done. And then it's uh, up to the agents and their productivity coaches to put together a schedule to support those activities. Um, but it creates, if you just followed those missions day to day, not only would you be doing the most important thing you can do for your business, which is build your database and make your contacts, uh, you would also be building some systems for your business. There's some uh, buyer and seller folders that we put together, um, presentations as an example, pre-listing packets. All of these things kind of fall together or fall into place for the agent if they just work through those missions on the off days. So we've got, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all the Ignite stuff in this agent portal we talked about. So when you see um, the curriculum, we're going to have all the Ignite sessions Matt, we said there's two parts to every training. Education is I've learned more. Training is I've changed action and behavior. Right. And it, it is really a combination of both. If, 
the, the question is, is there any charge for anyone to come back and retake Ignite? No, once you've taken it once, it's, our, it's with our policy of a market center that, you know, Matt, we pay him on a regular basis, whether it was zero people or 500 people show up. He has a fixed rate for how much our market center contracts Matt to, be able to deliver the content. So we encourage you guys, if you're not doing, I'm going to give you a result and then an action. Ignite states that 16 transactions in 12 months. Matt, is that still the number that you hear through KWU and through KWRI? It, it is. And I also hear if you haven't done a transaction or if you haven't had a closing in 30 days, that it, that would prompt you to come back to Ignite. Okay. So it's, it's a reboot or a boot startup, right? Or a restartup. So 16 transactions, that would be everybody in our coaching program because 16 transactions with our average price point says you're doing between four and five million. Um, yet maybe you don't have to go through all of it from an education standpoint, yet you want to go for the accountability and standards. You went through something real quick called the daily 10 format. Talk to me about the daily 10 four and, and I'm curious how many people do it versus not and, and tell me what the significance of that is. Yeah. So the daily 10 four activity is a lead generation habit that we want everyone to build. And as you know, it takes at minimum 21 days to build a habit for most people. It takes more like 60 days plus. So what we're, what we're asking is that the agents have discipline for 21 to 60 days of doing these activities every single day inside of their business. And the, the first is to feed their database. They have to think of it like a pet. If you're not feeding that database every day, it's going to go find a new owner or, or God forbid, die. Uh, secondly, is we want to systematically communicate with that database. I have a lot of agents that come to me and say, hey, Matt, I have a thousand people in my database. But if, if they don't know that they're in your database, it does you no good. So you have to come up with a method to systematically communicate with everyone in there. The third step is a follow-up step. And we know that the money's in the follow-up, especially in real estate. Um, and that's just a handwritten note that we're going to send out to anyone that we have a conversation with, anyone that we've added to our database, anyone who's committed to support, a, uh, support our business. And then the last step is a weekly step, which is previewing 10 homes. And of course, that's to get a feel for what's going, the, what's going on in the cutting edge of your market. Uh, so the first time you take a buyer out is in the first time you've been to a neighborhood the first time you go on a listing appointment isn't the first time you've been behind the gates. Uh, it's your, your chance to kind of get out there and do a little bit of a recon mission on uh, what's actually out there in terms of inventory. I love that. So if we break that up, we, you know, there's so many different methods and messages to, to be able to lead generate. And we have through our coaching program, Matt, the 55512, which is a culmination, but essentially it says every month or every week, we're going to call a certain couple letters. We're going to send text and handwritten notes uh, we're going to do some social media. That is encompassed. If you guys follow the 55512, by doing it, you'll also be doing the daily 10-4, uh, with the exception of the looking at, at homes. And the goal is once you can do this lead generation on a regular basis, you have enough clients that you're out looking at homes, or you're strengthening your awareness with inventory. Maybe you're previewing some FISBOs. Maybe you're going through new construction. We are experts. And we can't be experts if we actually have not viewed and, and been inside of the product that which we are selling and talking about. So all of those are important. The handwritten notes, I had an aha around the handwritten notes and it was, it was two ahas. I want to share it um, with you guys. It's kind of a sidebar for coaching. I just recently had a birthday and received a whole bunch of birthday love and very few, in fact, zero people gave me a birthday card, which is one aha. Uh, except one that I got over the weekend and I got a birthday card and it was handwritten. No one with the return address. And I opened it up and someone wrote me a nice 
thorough. Hope you have a great birthday and the family's doing great. And they sign their name. And I have no clue who this person is. I have zero relationship with this person. I, they didn't have a business card in there. I'm going, I don't know who this person is. And therefore, the card that I was going, oh, how nice. Who's this from? I have no clue. So be careful when you have forgotten to engage and actually have a relationship with people. If you just start writing handwritten notes like you've picked up from nowhere, don't forget to reestablish. Right? When we think about a handwritten note, that's a form of marketing. And marketing has to be engaged with prospecting. So marketing and prospecting are always hand in hand. They always, you know, 51%, 49%. So keep that in mind. These handwritten notes are great. Don't forget the follow-up relationship. The second aha I got with direct mail or handwritten notes is an agent received um, a gift from somebody. And it was a shift book. And it was a really nice package. It had a nice letter. And uh, who they mailed it from, they didn't recognize it. Who is this person? that they took the time to send a gift, but hadn't established that relationship either. So if you're sending MREI books or sending hold books or sending packages to somebody and you think they should know who you are, don't forget to make that phone call first, prospect around it that says, I'm going to send you a note or send you a package to create that. Uh, and, and that's really the importance of going, we've got to make these calls and do the marketing, whether it's a social media, a door hanger, um, Curious, Matt, if, 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 and anybody else out there, I know when I was a new agent, I went door knocking and I was almost relieved and they didn't answer the door. Anyone else feel like that? Raise your hand or put in the comments. Be like, yes, they didn't answer the door and I can just roll up my flyer and put it right in the handle. And I was like, next. And it was a mindset thing of going, the, the, yep, so Sean, this is me. And it's a mindset we've got to overcome that we're taking the effort to do the marketing We've got to be willing and able to do the prospecting with it. It takes our efforts from a three to a 10 and vice versa. If we only call and we don't have follow-up marketing, it takes it from a three to a 10. So as you're door knocking, as you're making these calls, you know, I'm going to encourage you guys to think about it, not of how can I get done with this activity? How can I get through my daily 10 four as fast as possible? How can I get through these notes and calls? So I can be like, bleh. Whew, the bad part of the job is done. Treat it less like a task and more like your opportunity to build a relationship and add value. And when they don't answer the door or don't answer the phone, you're actually bummed. You're bummed that says, man, they've got, a, they've got an issue that I could help them solve. They've got gutters that need to be cleaned. They've got a 4.5% interest rate that I can help them with refinancing. They, they want to sell. Their kid just graduated high school and now they're empty nesters. Um, so, you know, Shanta and Kayla, you said yes. And as you guys go through this, I want you to remind yourself, you're the experts. And if we don't see ourselves the experts with true value to add to our customers, neither will they, which means we have to be excited to engage with them. Matt, um, what, what's the biggest fear? You said fear of success or fear of getting in front of somebody. How how do you coach someone to overcome that fear of being in over their head that, you know, talking with clients, but they're not sure if they wanted to ask a question or take a listing that sometimes we have our fear of success in our own mindset. How do you coach someone around that? Yeah. Well, you first have to have a goal that's more important than whatever your fear is. Um, and 
you know, that's one of the first things we establish in Ignite is really digging into why did you get into this business? How, what is, how is it going to affect you, your family, generations to come, the community you serve? And you have to have a really big reason because there are going to be days that aren't so good, that don't go so well. There are going to be days where you receive a lot of rejection and a lot of no's and you're going to need something to kind of pull you back. But initially to get over that hump you, or to break through that first ceiling, to make that first call, they have to have a real reason to be doing this. And then I think once they start to make those calls, get into action, most of the time what I hear is, Matt, that wasn't that bad. That wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I'm going to go make five more calls. Um, very rarely does someone have a, a very negative reaction that validates their negative thought. Uh, it's usually they're in their own head and they can't get out of it. I love that you said that because oftentimes the objections we hear about why people don't lead generate is all hypothetical. Uh, a common one, and I even got more clarity today on our coaches huddle, was um, I make my calls, but my, my people in my database, they have 20-minute long conversations with me. Has anyone ever thought that that's a reason why you cannot be an effective lead generator? If that's you, put it in the chat box. I want to see who's out there that says, yeah, I, I can't get through all these calls in that amount of time because I just... They talk so much. And my aha that I've had around this is going, awesome. That's amazing. What if you could have 20-minute conversations every quarter with everybody in your database? The value you could add, not only from a relationship standpoint, from a real estate standpoint, from you being the expert at helping them solve their problems, to inviting them to events, to understanding when their dog's birthday is so you can send a BarkBox birthday gift. I mean, if you got 20 minutes on the phone, make the most of it with them. Don't hide behind and say, I'm not going to do any of it because I'm afraid of having a 20-minute conversation. Just make the 20-minute conversation worthwhile that you hang up with referrals, with nurtures, with the CMA, and with data to do an amazing follow-up. If you did that and you have 300 people in the database, let's do some quick math, and I don't know how this is going to work out. But let's say 300 people in the database, how often, Matt, would you say we need to talk to our database at minimum? At least once a quarter on the phone. Once a quarter. So that's 1,200 conversations a year at 300 people, right? And so we have 1,200 conversations that take 20 minutes each. So let's take 1,200 times 20. is 24,000 minutes on the phone. is 400 hours a year that if we had 20-minute conversations once a quarter with everybody, we take that 400, and that's 34 hours a month, and we divide that by 20 working days. That's five days a week. That's less than two hours a day on the phone. It's an hour and 40 minutes a day on the phone that you could have a 20-minute conversation with 300 people in your database. Can you imagine the conversion rate you would get if you did that? Yeah, and I think we just have to change the way we think about this. Actually, I thought com the complete opposite when I was a new age, and I thought no one would want to talk to me for 20 seconds. Uh, and what I found out was people did want to have conversations. And once, once you've reestablished that relationship, you're going to have a couple of those long conversations. But over time, you're going to earn the right to be able to call and say, hey, this is a quick call about business. I just want to know who's moving in your neighborhood or do you have any moving plans coming up? But I get it. Those first calls are going to be time intensive, but that's a great thing. And if they're key influencers, I'd rather go spend an hour with them having coffee or lunch than 20 minutes on the phone. So, um, but yeah, two hours a day, hour and a half a day. I think it's 
something we could all commit to. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, um, you know what? I would knock on doors, Matt, but every time I knock on doors, people invite me in their house and ask me what they think my house could sell for. And I just don't have enough time to knock on that many doors. So I'm not going to do it because they keep inviting me in the house and I spend 20 minutes there. Right. Good problem. That's, it's a great problem to have. So uh, I encourage you guys, as you're thinking about what you know you should, would, and could do, yet fail to do because your hypothetical mindset keeps stopping you, prove it. And I say hypothetical mindset because most of the time, all the reasons why we don't say something or do something or take action is because we think what might happen might happen. Therefore, we don't want to start it because I don't want to overcome that objection. I don't want to handle that, that problem of a 20-minute conversation. It's, it's a little bit of fear of success and failure to launch there. Matt, we've got about five minutes left on this phone call. Uh, anybody have any questions specifically for Matt uh, as a mega agent? as a productivity coach, as an instructor for over 100 agents, as a part of a team and one of the leading teams in the country, because that's where I'm going to go next, Matt. I did not know you worked with Jackie. I've got great admiration for Jackie. I've known her yeah. for a long time. And she teaches, I mean, she's a master of faculty. She's got all sorts of aspects and she's, she's been in our market center. She taught customer experience and you guys have a pretty neat customer experience that she does there. Talk to us for some bonus material, a little bit about what differentiates the Jackie Ellis team from others in terms of the customer experience that what she does for her customers? Well, I mean, just, just one small example. And, you know, we could probably write a book about this at this point, but uh, when we host an open house, it's not an open house, it's a red carpet event. And whether that's a $150,000 house or a $10 million house, we roll out the red carpet. Uh, there's velvet linings and it's a, we, we turn it into an event uh, versus just your regular old open house where you, Put, hang a couple balloons and hope someone shows up. Um, there, there's a bunch of things. When the pre-listing packet goes out, it goes out with a video attached to it uh, with some popcorn for the uh, sellers to watch ahead of time with a complete video on what we do, how we do it, uh, et cetera. So when you get out on the appointment, you don't have to spend a lot of time talking about yourself. Um, but there's a bunch of little creative things like that that she's implemented along the way that's really elevated her customer experience. Now, it's important that you lead with models first and then come up with all that creativity because I know everybody out there is like, oh, I'm going to, you know, put together my video for my pre-listing packet. Do you have a pre-listing packet is the first question. Start there. That's the foundation. And then you can start to add all of these little fun things along the way. Um, and, you know, she's been at this for 35 years, so she's had some time to uh, ramp up. So I love if, if we could summarize that because I, I love that, um, you know, the red carpet, the velvet rope, it's plus it. How do I plus this event? Let's take the foundation. Let's build it with the, like we are taught in the missions or in 36.12.3 or in bold. And that's the foundation. Now, how can you spice it up and add your own flair? Uh, I've been some luxury broker opens that's got a full, you know, food and wine catered with a three string quartet to it. Well, that's sure. for a great luxury event. It might seem a little odd if you're in a vacant three, two, you know, wood frame home to do that. Yet, what are you doing for your event? What does make sense? Are you, do you have an inflatable arm wacky man and you're grilling hot dogs in the front driveway? Uh, everything we do, what's the event? Or are you going to an 11 o'clock open house, putting out five directional signs, getting there at 1050, having your phone play some music. And then as soon as this thing's done at two o'clock, you're like, come on, two o'clock and I'm out. We've got to make these things an event. And if you're going to put the time and the energy and the effort into doing an open house, and I'm going to ask you, 
how many signs are you putting out? What's your entry look like? What does your welcome to this house look like? How many doors did you knock on and what are you saying? How many past clients did you call? How much database did you call? The most scarce thing we have right now in our industry is listings. By, by far, I'm looking at my Facebook memories and I'm going, there's, there's stats of 12,000 listings back in 2014, yet we've got 4,000 here right now. And so listings is just, people are starving for it. And if you've got a listing, whether it's yours or one you're holding an open house at, who are you telling? We've got to let everybody we know we've got the holy grail, which is called a listing in this market. And I'm encouraging you guys, whatever you're doing for these habits, go plus it. Go one up. If you send a birthday card, sing them a happy birthday song as well. If you sing a birthday song, send them a card as well. Go plus this because the work you put in today is going to show up down the road. Uh, any other questions pop up? Let's do it here before we let Matt sign off. Matt, as you give advice to, to agents who you may or may not see again through Ignite, uh, my goal is that you will. We've got a couple of people, so I want you to plug in your next to Ignite and also Ignite at night you have coming up. But what's the wisdom you, you wish that everyone could take a piece of as we were to wrap up this last 30-minute conversation about building the foundational habits and taking that momentum to go close $5 million a year? Go back to small. It doesn't have to be big to be great. I think everybody comes up with these big, grand ideas and never implements any of those things. So uh, whatever you're doing now, go back to something smaller and get a laser focus on it. Uh, Jackie, who we mentioned, she sold, I don't know, almost 4,000 homes across two zip codes, like two or three cities. So it's not like she's selling across the whole state. And that's an example of focusing on something small uh, instead of trying to go too big. I love it. And small right now is your database of people who you already have rapport with. I'm going to challenge and encourage you guys take care of who is ever in your database now and then race to get to 300 people. 300 is a beautiful, serviceable, single agent database. Or if you're on a team or you have an admin, just take that times the number of humans you have. So we can take this and start small with 300 or heck, start small with 30 and go focus on building another 270. All right, very good. Well, Matt, I appreciate it. I appreciate everything you're doing for our agents. And if we have any other questions following up from this, I will certainly let you know, and we will see you at Ignite next week, October 4th. Hey, thanks everyone. See you I soon. Appreciate it. Have a great day. And thank you for listening, everybody. That was our interview with Matt Rossidi, the national and regional Ignite instructor for Keller Williams University and agents launching their career. Thanks for listening once again. This is Rick Bosley with The Coaching Advantage out of Orlando, Florida. And if you need some help in your real estate career, mindset, motivation, scripts, tools, and systems, please reach out. If you like what you heard today, make sure you subscribe to us. Click the bell. You'll be notified every time your new podcast gets released. Until then, we'll see you next time. Go take action. Thanks so much.